All right, people, let's do this one last time. This is the way. Who am I? I am Iron Man. Romamu, I've come to bargain. We know each other. He's a friend from work. You may be wondering why the red suit. Well, that's so bad guys can't see me bleed. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. Beware my power. Green Lantern's life. That is America's ass. Language. Hey, you know what? There's another name you might know me by. Star-Lord. Who? Star-Lord, man. Legendary outlaw. You can't win, Darth. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. I am inevitable stop right there i'm in welcome everybody back to the flavor of the geek podcast where we talk about all things geek my name is matthew this is episode 58 and i'm joined today as always by my brother steven reyes how you doing today steven i'm doing fairly well today matthew i'm doing fairly well how are you doing today that is the real question i am doing good i just started the show smigadoon (laughs) you ever watched that what is that? Sh- Sh- Shmigadoon on uh, on Apple Plus TV. <laughs> no, it's actually pretty no. good. It's with it's pretty good. Um, uh, I, I don't remember the comedians' names, but uh, if there's two seasons that are out, well, the first season it's really goofy. It's like I, I'm not gonna spoil it, but I think that you and Emily would actually like this show. Um, I I think it's pretty good, but I think you and your theater background will actually love this show. Um, nice. because it's okay. pretty much all performances and musicals and stuff, but okay, I won't go too much into it, but I just started it and I, now all I want to do is finish season two. So I'm gonna, <laughs> after the podcast, I'm going to be going and watching that more. But other than that, everything's going pretty good. How about you, Steven? Pretty good. So you're binging that, uh, last I yeah. had from, I had told you, I'm pretty sure I, like two weeks ago, I told you that I was on like episode 500 and something of one piece. Well, yep. I am now on 664 of uh, of One Piece, which oh my God. is, uh, I don't understand how I did it. I really don't, because there was like a two, three day span where I just didn't watch it at all. I was watching uh, Clone Wars, and how far did you get into Clone Wars? One, I'm on episode, I think, 15, 15, 16, something like that. Oh. Um, so it's right after Count Dooku escapes from the planet where um, they were all being cap- held captive, uh-huh. and um, yeah, there was. So you're, else so you're still in the first no. season. I'm still in the first season. Damn! How do you watch a cup 150 episodes of of One Piece since last week, but you can't even watch more than 15 episodes of Clone Wars? Oh, it man. took me a year and a half to watch 10 episodes of One Piece <laughs> before I first I finally started getting into it. It's just, if it doesn't grab my interest truly in the first few episodes, then it feels like more of a chore at right. first until it starts getting really good and you yeah, know there's more and it will. plots being developed and the characters are being more you know developed as well. It just it becomes mm-hmm. uh it becomes tough at the moment because all we we know is it's it's Count Dooku and General Grievous. Um, right. And then you have Anakin, and of course Obi Wan and Ahsoka. Those are the main characters we've been focusing on to this at this point, and Rex. Um, which I'm not gonna lie, from the episodes that I've seen, I don't know how the heck Rex is still alive when everybody else around him always dies from the clones. <laughs> I'm just so confused all the time. Like there was a moment where he should have been dead. Like there was a big monster that attacked him, and um, 
the monster like just destroyed one of the other clones immediately, and then that monster jumps on him, and is about to strike, and that's when he gets ki- that he gets saved. I'm like, okay, what, what timing? What is this? But <laughs> yeah, Rex Rex survives a lot. <laughs> yeah, I bet, I bet, and you know, I know that uh, I know it'll take a little bit of time, but as soon as I can get a few, um, a few, um. <laughs> A few seasons in, sorry, I saw I saw Mike's uh, Mike's Discord <laughs> thing and that distracted me. I was like, "What's happening?" Oh no! <laughs> so as soon as I get a, I get through with, uh, like a couple of uh, seasons, I think I'll be just cruising through. And once I get to Rebels, I'll just be binging it completely. I don't think it'll take me that long. It's just when getting started. It's just a big deal for me. Uh, um, but uh, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and also, by the way, breaking news from Mike McCaughey. Handsome dimple flasher Michael McCaughey is in talks with Kevin Feige to take over role of Black Widow in upcoming fat leather bound Spider-Man trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, good, what are you doing? Good for oh, you, man. sir. Good for you. <laughs> I would watch that. Okay, That's perfect. <laughs> so... All right, perfect. So, yeah, Stephen, I think that once you watch Clone Wars and Rebels and Bad Batch, I think that everything that's going on in the live-action shows we've been watching, will, or even the movies, like the, the, the prequel trilogy, the uh, the, the regular the original trilogy, all those will mean a lot more to you after watching these shows. But if we can get into that another time, I'm still trying to watch Bad Batch, trying to watch the rest of Bad Batch. After Schmigadoon, maybe. Schmigadoon. <laughs> but, Schmigadoon. Right. So what we're going to talk about today, we have, of course, The Mandalorian uh, season, th- season 3, Episode 8, which was the finale. Uh, and then also we're going to talk about Adam Driver being rumored to be casted as the next Reed Richards, as well as some updates on Kang Dynasty, which we'll talk about later. But... All right, so let's get into uh, The Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 8, Chapter 24, <laughs> The Return. Uh, is that, that was Boba Fett, wasn't that? <laughs> I think no, that was... Uh, I mean, no, 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 I was right. I was right. Okay, so... <laughs> nice. All right, cool. So let's move into The Mandalorian um, Episode. So... I'm going to go to just a brief rundown of what the episode's about, just letting you know that Bo-Katan and her reconnaissance squad retreat from Moff Gideon's base. Upon returning to the Mandalorian flagship, Axe Woves sends the remaining Mandalorians to reinforce the planetary troops while he defends the ship with Imperial TIE squadrons. From Imperial TIE squadrons. Uh, with assistance from Grogu, Din Djarin escapes from captivity and seeks out Gideon. Din Djarin and Grogu discover cloning tanks filled with clones of Gideon who can use the Force, and Din Djarin destroys them after a lengthy skirmish between the Mandalorians and the Beskar-enhanced stormtroopers within the base. Bo-Katan, Din Djarin, and Grogu make a final stand against Gideon and his guards, in which the Darksaber is destroyed. Woves rams the Mandalorian capital ship into the Imperial base, and Gideon is consumed by the resulting blast. Grogu protects Bo-Katan and Din Djarin from the blast and with a force of with the force bubble. After the battle, the Mandalorians restart the Great Forge at the heart of Mandalore and Din Djarin formally adopts Grogu. Afterwards, Din Djarin takes up up honest contract work with Carson Tiva and moves into a cabin 
on the outskirts of Navarro's capital, as previously offered to him by Grief Karga. While IG-11 is rebuilt by the Anzelan mechanics to serve as Navarro's new marshal. Okay, that's it. That's what happened in this episode. Um, kind of, I loved, okay, just real quick. So I, I love the action sequences that happen in this episode. However, it felt, I don't know, it's just, it felt really weird to me, this whole situation. It was First, first of all, we knew that, we assumed that Dinjarum had adopted Grogu, right? We, we, I thought it's, this is already, I thought something that was kind that we, of implied after the first yeah. season, but yeah, exactly. Okay. So he was adopted, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Whatever. So, so that happens. Then we get, so we got giddy in the last two episodes of this, this season, which it seems like we always get him in the last couple episodes. Uh, but yeah, so we get him in the last couple episodes. We get a brief rundown of that. He's trying to clone himself to, Take over the ghost council, I'm guessing. The, the the bad ghost council. But, I don't know. I feel like there was something missing. Because I feel like Din Djarin, Din Djarin wasn't the main focus of this season, it seemed. It seemed like Bo-Katan was, which was fine. Definitely is fine. But, what, Stephen, what did you think? I, I This episode, this, this season was fun. Uh, I'd give this episode probably, um, probably like a 7 out of... 10 and that's really only because of the action sequences in it was really fun watching it's kind of generous actually yeah really okay well i would love to hear what you think that's kind of generous well okay (laughs) first (laughs) off i feel like you don't bring back moff gideon for this bull crap of a uh of a moment i feel like it was way too easy you know If, if you were going to do it this way, if you were going to bring Moff Gideon back, they should have done what you did, what you said and make it a, a uh, cliffhanger by the end of the season. Yeah. So that in the next season, it's like tensions are high because we don't know what the heck's going to happen. But it seems like they just wanted to force everything out there because they wanted to go their separate ways. They wanted to have certain things tied down, like all loose ends kind of just being... Um, Unloosened. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> tied, tied up. Being tied up. Tied up. Yeah. yeah thank you. They're tying up all <laughs> loose ends unloosened. here, and it just didn't make any sense to me because um, the last episode ended in a in a nice way, and in this episode it starts off with Dinjarn immediately escaping his captors and like okay, all right, I guess mm-hmm. that that's yeah. a, that's a thing. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> it was so cool was though no in real... the season two finale. It was Dinjar and rescuing Grogu. Now this time it's Grogu rec- rescuing Dinjar. So I thought that was actually pretty cool. I know there wasn't there wasn't any kind of uh, long like interrogation or anything like that, but it was kind of a full circle. So, sorry, full circle moment with uh, of guess no last ep- last season Dinjar and rescues Grogu from Moff Gideon, and now uh, Grogu is rescuing Dinjar from Moff Gideon. So continue. No, yeah, true, true. Um, and then the title of the last episode oh, yeah. still hangs over my head. Like, why did we call it this? The <laughs> spies, or like spies, whatever it's called, plural. So that that in, that implies that someone in the ranks of the Mandalorians was a spy, or multiple of them were spies. Yeah, we got that out wrong. I got that wrong the for sure. Entire, in the entire time, I'm 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 looking, waiting for it. I'm like, all right, maybe this guy, um, Wolves. Maybe he's once he gets his hands on the ship, he's gonna he's going to use it to like take down the Mandalorians and just turn turn on them. Didn't happen. 
he takes over the ship, tells everybody to get to help the, uh, the rest of the Mandalorians, and he does a dive bomb at the base, saying everybody else has to get out of there now. I am, I'm attacking them now, head on. Mm-hmm. Very smart idea. Cool. I'm like, all right. So he wasn't the bad guy, as we, as so we know. Then you have the armorer, who I think was my pick. I was like, where the heck's the armor? She's definitely the bad guy. And then she comes out of nowhere. She's like, all right, we ought to fight for Mandalore. Let's do it. And she's with them. I'm like, all right, when is it going to happen? When is she going to turn? And it never happens. She's just attacking the stormtrooper people. Yep. Um, and I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> Where's the bad guy? Where's the spy that your, the second your title spy. is based on? Yep. Where's the second spy? Come on. But it never happened. And I'm saying to myself, okay, uh, so that plot point was moot. Um and then they fight Moff Gideon very quickly. Get the fight scene, kicked. I'm not going to lie, was really cool. Yeah. yeah, they got their, yeah. I mean, the Even fight just the two of them fighting cool. each other, it seemed like they're at, they were getting their asses kicked. Right. Oh, yeah. So that's what makes me think, is Moff Gideon actually dead? Because his armor feel, felt way too um, protective. Like, it wasn't going to harm him in any way. Yeah, so. that's the question. That's the question. Okay, so... <laughs> there's been a lot of speculation regarding if he's actually dead, right? Because, and this is what people have been pointing to, is that in the first two seasons, Moff Gideon has a mustache, like a like a beard. Like, not a big beard, but he has a mustache slash beard. Uh, but in this season, he didn't. So people are speculating maybe it was one of his clones that didn't didn't have force powers yet. Or maybe they do have force powers and they just tapped into them when they were about to die. So it's possible he'll be back. I think that it would be kind of, uh, I think it wouldn't be great if he came back, though. I I think we've seen what we need to see from Moff Gideon. I don't even think we need to see him in this season. It could have been someone else. Because, like, that's a big big actor, right? So bringing him back just for a couple episodes, barely is I feel like that's not enough. You got to bring him back for the entire season if you're gonna. So it, it should have been someone we know but maybe like what's his name? Um General Hux, the father, cuz in the last episode we got the father who showed up in the the Shadow Council. Um so maybe we should get him. We should have gotten him. But whatever. Neither here nor there. It's not a big deal, but I wish we got more of Moff Gideon this season. Uh, rather than some of the other things, it was it was it was good. What were you gonna rank the season, the episode, Stephen? The episode itself, yeah, I'd probably rate it at uh, a six. Damn. A six, I think. I, I can't, I can't give it any higher than that because it feels like it was forced, it was rushed, and it didn't meet expectations. Because mm-hmm. you're building up. I get the main point of this season was to um, bring back Mandalora to. Um, restart the uh, or revitalize the Mandalorian um, planet and their civilization. So they're not all spread apart throughout the galaxy. They're all together in one spot and they're working together. They're united. That was the whole point. Yeah. But as far as um, like the bad guy, the whole situation, it just felt way too forced. I didn't feel like we needed to have Moff Gideon there. I feel like they could have easily just done an introduction to Grand Admiral Thrawn or Dude, some yes. other main baddie and then have it being a cliffhanger, like you said, that would tie into the next season. So there's more st- at stake. But now we're going into this being like, all right, everything was accomplished. Uh, I guess uh, the Mandalorians are on Mandalore. There's no real threat to them anymore. 
Jinjarn and Grogu, they're going to retire the rest of their lives, just sitting on a farm ranch or whatever, um, doing what they do, just living in peace and not doing much. It feel it really did feel like it was the last yeah, episode it did. for Dinjarin and Grogu. Like their story was was done. And I'm thinking to myself, I feel like there could have been a better way to end their story. Like I just feel, I get it that they they had a lot of stuff done in the first two seasons that maybe it's it, it is it is time to probably move on. So maybe give them a better send off than you did. I just uh, I don't know. But even season two felt like a I mean, like a final for them for Grogu and Mando because when when Mando gives. Luke Skywalker, Grogu to go train. We felt like was that the last time we're going to see Grogu? And what's happening yeah, that's, next that's season? What I thought. But now this season they're together, they're happy. Now what happens? And it doesn't it didn't seem okay. I'm not sure if you thought this, but when at the end of the season when when the armorer says he can't even talk. Didn't it feel almost seem like he was trying to talk at that time? Like it, I thought he was going to speak. I really did. Uh, but and I was decided like, not to do it, go that route. Yeah, I think so too. But also when they were in that bar uh, with the the pilots and they see the IG eleven helmet, uh, the head, right? When they see that, when he sees yeah. that, he he says a different word. He says something different than he said in the past. He he hasn't go blah 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 blah. Like he he went he actually mumbled something else that wasn't words, but it wasn't his normal like nah nah nah. You know, he, he yeah. said something different and I was like, OK, so next season, if Din Djarin and Grogu are in it, we're definitely going to get some kind of probably time jump. It'll probably be a time jump and it'll also probably be that Grogu is talking by then, even if it's just <laughs> a random voice. I don't know. A kid voice. But I always thought it'd be funny for him to be just like have a deep voice like, hey, what's up? <laughs> Use the force. Use the force. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that if um, Din Djarin and Grogu are part of the fourth season, I think it's just going to be as side characters who appear once in a while. Because I feel like now they've transitioned in into being about Mandalore, about Bo-Katan, about all the Mandalorians. So we'll start to get to know them mm. a lot better. Mm-hmm. And there might be some, some like uh, flashback shots of them when Mandalore was being taken over or bombed or whatever. And then they're transitioning between being on Mandalore to wherever they decided to, to flee to. Uh, that be, that would be something I'd be interested in seeing. Um, but I don't think they are going to focus too heavily on Din Djarin or Grogu at this point. I think going forward, it's going to be everybody else. Because I think that his story is kind of told at this point. I feel like it's 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 done. I feel like we have yeah. to move on to the other Mandalorians. It can't just be about one. Right. We have to really focus on other ones to make it more interesting, to make them matter more to us. Because if you don't do that, if they die, who cares? Yeah. Like, if you're not giving us any real backstory on them, if, not, if you're not actually giving us any humanity, if you're not, if you're not um, giving them any humanity, then who cares? No one's going to care. Okay. Well, uh, so. so what was your favorite part about the episode? I th- honestly, I th- I think it was um, the three way battle between or four way battle between uh, um, Din Djarin, Bo-Katan, Moff Gideon, and Grogu. Yeah. Because like Grogu's using the Force, 
Then you have Din Djarin and Bo-Katan um, take, trying to take them out with their blasters and their jetpacks and stuff like that. But I was shocked. I was shocked. I did not expect the uh, Darksaber to be destroyed that easily. So easily. But it's probably for the best, though, because, like, Darksaber has never has only brought pain to Mandalore. It has never really brought peace. So being that it's destroyed, then they, they were able to vote Bo-Katan in as leader without saying, oh, it's because she has the, the Darksaber. It doesn't matter anymore. The Darksaber is, is gone. So it doesn't have any bearing on what they their society does. So it's probably for the best that it's destroyed. I think I think when they introduced it, they made a mistake. <laughs> I think the the directors or the storytellers were like, "Ah, oh, fuck! Now how do we get this out of here?" Because <laughs> it's a it's a plot device to for the ruler of of Mandalore, Bo-Katan, of course, because she is uh, what's the what she is um she has the that blood she has that what's that called she the royal blood? the royal blood she has royal blood yes yeah. so her her father and mother were rulers and then her sister uh was the ruler did you know that oh, damn i can't i can't even say anything because once you start getting further into clone wars like some parts of me just want you to skip to the important episodes because there's parts of the season the series where it's so powerful these this, these episodes because they happen almost right before the Revenge of the Sith. So yeah, but never mind. So because especially on Mandalore, because there's a lot of some of the episodes take place on Mandalore where they actually go in Mandalorian, obviously. But it you see what it was, what it used to be, and you see how Bo-Katan and her sister, and Obi Wan and and Ahsoka and the whole society goes but sorry sorry jumping off topic but uh so i think it is good that the the um, dark saber's gone we can move on from that and i really liked um my favorite part about the episode i think was when the mandalorians were flying down into the cave into the yeah into the cave and the uh mm. armored people the stormtroopers troopers were flying up so they were flying at each other and all you see is the armor just come and, and smash one of them <laughs> i was like let's mm. go that was really cool i thought it was really fun and really cool i love that fight scene uh then i don't know i feel like i think that was Oh, also when Axe Woves is fighting off the TIE Fighters and he's coming, he's crashing down. He's still in the freaking thing. He's still in the, the cockpit. And then he blows the window yeah. out and flies out. I was like, this is awesome. That's really cool. There's a, there's a lot of cool like scenes in it. Some stuff that didn't make any sense when, uh, especially when Grogu gets trapped underneath a, a little pipe. And I'm like, dude, come on. And then later on, he just fucking flings some flings people around i'm like dude you couldn't just get that freaking pipe off yet <laughs> you had to be sitting there waiting to die for your for uh din Djarin to come in whatever but we'll i know <laughs> i'm like you just used the force a second ago how are you trapped now <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and then he proceeds to hold off moff gideon for a decent period of time like how yeah. are you have that much strength but you can't even hurt, help yourself like Exactly. Bro, He's like some meh. weird continuity error going on here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, meh, meh. <laughs> He could have beat them without you he could have used the force against those guards and it would have been done. Like he didn't he was just jumping around in the ceiling. 
Like, dude, you could have done more than that. But, again, being nitpicky, it did feel like a finale uh, of the whole series in general. And I don't know what they're going to do with season four, but I'll watch it. I'm more, I'm more looking forward. It almost felt like they were putting so much work into Ahsoka's series that they decided to – they left a little bit to be desired with the Mandalorian this season. And I was shocked by that because – the Mandalorian was the main reason why anybody got into the live-action Star Wars franchise yeah. for Disney Plus, because it was a big success. Yeah, the true. first season, second season were were amazing, and then you have a, you have um, Boba Fett, which wasn't that good, and then you have Andor, which is which was really really good, um, and then you go back to season three of Mandalorian. And I'm like, all right, so we're gonna get back to where we started from, you know, with uh, this this epicness. Of a show and like great storytelling, great fight scenes, great character development, all that. And I felt like this season was just a transitional uh, season for like Din Djarin and Grogu being like, all yeah. right, we're going to be retiring soon. So let's just go out with like one little bang for <laughs> ourselves. And then we're going to introduce some more people and they're going to be the new com- the new people that you guys see every day. Okay. Bye. <laughs> like that kind of thing. Bye. Yep, I agree. Um, all right, well, were there any other things you wanted to bring up from this episode? Bring on Ahsoka. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. When is it coming out again? August? It's a good question. I think, I think it, yeah, it was August. It yeah, it was August. They, they announced that Star Wars August, Celebration. Okay. It was August. Uh, okay, so then that means we have, what, f- five months, four months, four months until Ahsoka comes out. That sucks. But, yeah. and then we have, so in June? Is it June when Secret Invasion comes out, right? Let's see. <laughs> so we have we have some time. We have some time before, like, some shows start coming out for Marvel and Star Wars. Yeah. But all right, so let's, let's dig into geek topic number one, which we're going to have fun talking about. So, we got Adam Driver is rumored to be the next Reed Richards in Fantastic Four. Uh, Twitter was abuzz Wednesday with talks of Adam Driver reportedly being pinned to star in the upcoming Fantastic Four film as the group's founding member and leader, Reed Richards, a.k.a. Mr. Fantastic. The rumor purportedly stemmed from a post on a Patreon account belonging to the Marvel scooper Daniel Richmond, uh, reports yahoo entertainment but it's not the first time driver uh, has been rumored as a potential fantastic forecasting back in january youtuber and insider grace randolph called him a front runner for the certain stretchy role while it sounds like driver is closely closing in on a deal nothing is finalized yet he's earned two oscar nominations with the roles of black kkk klansman and the uh, marriage story. His work after Star Wars has seen him work singularly, singularly on non-franchise movies, while some have worked, while some have worked, House of Gucci and White Noise were prestige project uh, that landed negative reviews. And 2023's movie 65 that gave Driver the worst reviews of his career, which is unfortunate. But, yeah, so that's pretty much what we've gotten so far. It's still just a rumor, but I think we could probably say that 
it's probably happening. <laughs> like, if multiple scoopers are saying it and he's probably not denying it. So I think it would be a good casting because Mr. Fantastic has to be able to be comedic, uh, very serious, and he has to be kind of a natural leader, right? So I think that with Adam Driver, I think I think he'd be great. I honestly do think he'd be great. He was. I thought that um, I had seen House of Gucci with him in um, Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga and Adam Driver in that movie, and I thought that was an amazing movie. So I don't know why it got negative reviews, but it's probably just everyone that hates Lady Gaga. But I think if he gets picked to do it, I think he'll he'll be doing he'll do great. So Stephen, what do you think? To be completely honest. I when we were thinking about who could play Reed Richards, Adam Driver never even crossed my mind, and I'm ashamed of that because he is a terrific actor in my opinion. He held his own in um, the Star Wars franchise, even with a very poorly done mm-hmm. uh, script at times. Um, I think that he did a really good job in um, in Klansman actually, because I didn't actually want to see the movie originally but i ended up uh, seeing i think it was when it came out on cable i ended up seeing it at mom's house and i was genuinely surprised by how, how much i liked the movie uh and adam driver held his own once again in that one um now i've seen a couple of scenes from the last duel and marriage story and stuff like that and All he right. just has a lot of range you know he does have the ability to just switch it on and off between being serious and being comedic and from being being a younger character to being an older, more wiser character, he has that ability. Right. So, with Reed Richards um, and his whole um, his whole plot structure, Adam Driver could play it very well. He could pl- he could be the younger, less experienced Reed Richards before he gets his powers, and then he could play the the older Reed Richards mm. that is uh, yeah. outside of his prime. That is trying maybe passing down his powers to somebody else. Like he could play Reed Richards for a while, and I think this is a smart idea because I don't know about you, but I don't think of Adam Driver at the moment to be like star-studded Hollywood famous, like a, the top of the list of like popularity at the moment. I think he's still building himself up. He is, yeah. Um, Even with so Star Wars, he definitely still is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so with that being said. You're not relying on full star power with this casting because um, we're still. I I was under the impression they were going to be building off of Sue Storm. Um, this character's first Sue Storm. Yeah, that's what I had thought too. So that's what they, they had said they're going to build on that. Yeah. So that means they have already casted Sue Storm, and they're basing this casting off of that yeah. on like the chemistry there. Exactly. So. The fact that this came out first before them announcing a casting of Sue Storm is bonkers to me. But I'm so excited to see who got cast as Sue Storm now, as well me as too. Human Torch, as well as The Thing, as well as Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom, I think, is one is that character, though, that you need to nail spot on. Who can be a counterpart to Adam Driver? Who could play a very good villain to his hero? And... What comes to mind? I mean, I don't know. 
I really don't. Brian know. Cranston. Oh, Doom is <laughs> but uh, Brian all right. Oh, but hold on. So Adam Driver actually was fan casted as Doctor Doom before he was rumored to play um, Reed Richards. So people were fan casting him as Doctor Doom, and so I think that was that's kind of funny that they kind of went the other way. I would laugh it. so hard. <laughs> I would laugh so hard if they changed their mind. They're like, actually, no, you're Doctor Doom instead. Yeah, imagine. <laughs> oh god, they throw that out of the way. Oh, it would. He'd be good either way. That's the thing. He could play a hero. He could play a villain. He yeah. could play a neutral character. He's just he's give him a place. good he's script. He'll be fine. Few characters. Yeah, he's one of those few actors who can who can do it all. Yeah. So I am absolutely excited for whatever he decides, yeah. whatever comes his way in the MCU. Me too. Um, best of luck to him. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm very excited to see. Uh, well, they'll probably announce that, uh, I would say, probably at like a D23 situation, but that's not how ha- that happened last year. They're not going to do it this year. Uh, maybe they might do some kind of Investor's Day at the end of the year and maybe announce it there or Comic-Con in July. But I think July might be a little too soon. I could be wrong. They could have it. They could have it by then. Who knows? You think so? Okay. Well, because this movie right. doesn't come out until when? It's, it's not 2024 anymore, right? It's 2025 because of I think fucking it's like Blade. Early 2025. I think it's the first movie yeah. of 2025. Son of a, like fucking Blade pushed it back because it was supposed to come out in 2024, I believe. And they they pushed it because of Blade because Blade kept getting pushed back. So, And that one, I don't know. I don't, it might be filming at this point. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen with that one? All right. So... We can move on to geek topic number two if you'd like. Okay. Yeah, I think right. uh, that's probably for the best. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. So, uh, it's a really kind of short topic. We got Avengers: Kang Dynasty will reportedly begin filming in spring of 2024. I know I told you earlier January, but I was incorrect. It's actually spring of 2024. Jonathan Majors is poised for a 20 million dollar payday, including back end compensation. Disney is said to be monitoring the fast moving situation. According to insider Jeff Snyder, Marvel Studios is looking for a Damson Idris type, Damson Idris type actor, if needed to replace Jonathan Majors as the MCU's Kang the Conqueror. So, I have I had no idea who Damson Idris was, and I looked him up, and I was like, he looks like he could be scary, like he he could be like um, very serious. And when he's talking, people be very scared of what he's saying. So, yes, I I think that would be a great casting. They say they said Damison um, Idris type, but I think that just cast him. <laughs> Don't why why do you need a type? Let's just cast him <laughs> as the next Jonathan yeah, Majors. Do it. it is, yeah, no, and it would I, save so much of a hassle because I feel yeah, like for sure we're they're they're pretty dang close to to getting him uh, making him guilty like. Jonathan Majors is almost uh, yeah. completely good. It's it's his almost talent agency he's dropped him, so I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it. I mean, they freaking they fired James Gunn for tweets he he did in 2007 or something like that. So if they don't fire him, J, uh, Jonathan Majors for this abuse, and it's not even just one person. There's multiple people that are coming out saying that he's abused them. So. No, I, are you kidding me? Yeah, it's not even just the girlfriend. It's that. other people in the industry of of Marvel even are and pe- places people he's worked with are saying that he's he was abusive on set. So 
yeah, oh I, I think I think the it's pretty much done. Unfortunately, I would have loved for him to be not a dick, but if if he is, then I guess <laughs> get 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 rid of him now. Let's uh, save the time and recast him in Loki and move on from there. And he'll have to deal with his legal troubles right. on his own because it's just gonna his legal troubles are just gonna overshadow the MCU and the whole Kang the Dynasty situation. So I think that they need to do this and do this quick. Because again, they're we're filming uh, in spring of 2024, so I think yeah, they need to get that about a year from now. Get, get it going. No, yeah, and I think this will probably take a couple of years to fully uh, die down for him. I think that there's there's gonna be probably if more ever. people that, that speak out, and there's more evidence up that's against him, and it's probably gonna go to court and all that, yada yada yeah. yada, and it's gonna take a while to fully be done with. Yeah. So yeah. deal with it now. Lick your wounds. We we saw a taste of Kane the Conqueror in two different, uh, well, technically three, if you're counting the Loki uh, spoiler at the end of, um, at the end of uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh, yeah, yeah. But um, technically, it was just two. I'm gonna say two between Loki season one and then Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. We saw a taste of Jonathan Majors' um, version of Kang in that. But you know what? You have to move on. Yep. You have to m- sure be do. quick, be swift, because there you you. I don't think Marvel has the uh, the ability to slow down, because with DC coming coming up right now with what their plan is. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I don't think they have the uh, the luxury of just waiting it off and seeing what happens with Jonathan Majors. They need to move fast and cast somebody else, and then start you know building characters or building the like, casting actors around that talent around Damison uh, Idris or yeah. somebody else who they decide to cast. But you know what? I'm looking at this now. That would be a nice replacement. If any, yeah, I think so. Um, I think uh, he fits, the, he, f- he fits it uh, as far as the, uh, the look goes mm-hmm. that would, it wouldn't be too questionable. It's, it's, it's not like a, uh, a road situation where like, <laughs> uh, they went from that to, uh, what's his face? Um, That'd be Don Cheadle. Yeah. yeah. It's not like he went from that, from um, <laughs> from Terrace Howard to yeah. Don Cheadle. Yeah. It's a huge difference. Like, this one actually kind of makes more sense. It's, it's it, There's uh, less of a transition you have to jump to to get there, you know? Yeah, yeah. Of, him, of, his, of his change. But, um, oh, man. Like, we're they already pushed things back because of the Blade movie. Now you're going to be pushing things back again and again and again and again because how many projects was um, Jonathan Majors scheduled to be a part of in the MCU before even getting yeah. the Kang Dynasty? Well, I, yeah, like, who knows? Like, there's a lot of... Three, four, I don't know. A lot. Yeah, there's a, there are a lot of storylines that are probably that have him in it because he's supposed to be that relevant in the MCU at this point. Yeah. So you don't have the luxury to slow down and say, oh, we'll take it one day at a time. No act because based on the way they've been doing handling things in the last year year and a half or so it doesn't look good for them it doesn't look good for marvel because more people are walking away because of the quality not being there so if if they have to wait years to get the the stuff that was supposed to come out this year or next year because you decided to be stubborn and not do your due diligence and and move on and find somebody else who doesn't have this drama surrounding them, then I feel like that's on you, Marvel. It really is. And 
people are going to keep walking away because you're not giving us quality. You're not giving us anything. And it's not a good look. It's not a good look. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So yeah, hopefully they do what needs to be done and get it over with. So rip the bandaid off, I would say. Just do it now. Do it, do it. I mean, technically they haven't really it, considered it, him guilty. But I think that they, Disney probably knows enough and they've probably done their own research on this. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's they can do it now. But all right. So, yeah, do it, do it, do it now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, <laughs> and I always feel like, I, th- I think that, I didn't know this before, but if his own cast members are saying this, like what, what point do what what point do they have to lie about all of this? Like other people yeah, want to get exactly. reimbursed with like some kind of money, but they have nothing to gain from that, from lying about his antics or whatever on like on the set. So if they're saying this, I would take it ser- seriously and listen to this. It's it's not just about um, the safety of the people outside of the of the the workspace, but inside all the cast members, the crew members. We got to mm-hmm. keep them safe. Make sure that they that this this uh, behavior is not tolerated. It shouldn't be. Nope. It, it doesn't matter if you're a guy be. or a girl. If this if it's happening on set or outside, like that shit needs to be addressed. Sure does. Sure diddly does. But <laughs> yeah, I think that does that that for that topic. I know we don't have any other topics, but uh, was there any other geek related topics you wanted to bring up, Stephen? There was one thing. I heard that there was this handsome dimple flasher named Michael McCaughey <laughs> that was in talks with with uh, Kevin Feige to actually take over the role of Black Widow in the upcoming fat leather bound Spy Man trilogy. And you know what? I'm on board with that 100%. I think that that this Michael McCaughey has the looks to play a uh, a sexy Black Widow in the <laughs> upcoming fat leather bound Spy Man movie. Fat leather bound spy man <laughs> yeah that, that is actually pretty funny <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, i mean i would watch it even though it's it's not some my cup of tea but i'll still i'll still watch it just to, to support mike <laughs> for real i think i think he would crush it you know what that's all we gotta say it's all he will got. crush it and it's right and we just all we gotta say is don't let stardom go to your head my friend because it'll it's a slippery slope. You yeah. gotta make sure that you uh, you remember the boys. Remember who where you came from. Remember where you came from. That's right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so we don't have any other shows to talk about because we don't have any shows for a little while. I think again, I think June is when Secret Invasion comes out. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, well, the next big thing that's coming out is Guardians. Guardians. Right? Yeah, Guardians is coming yeah. out in a couple weeks. So yeah, we talking about that for sure. And so I think maybe next week what we'll do is we'll talk about like our final predictions for that movie because that comes yeah. out the week after, I believe. Yeah, it comes out the week after. So it comes out on May the 4th. Did you get your tickets yet? Boy, I live in Florida. We don't need to get our tickets now. <laughs> okay. When I get to the theater, I will buy my tickets then and you will see one person sitting in the in the theater with me. That's it. One person. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no no i'll get i'll get them soon i i don't want to take the chance because emily and i actually found a really good uh movie theater that's in the um the miramar outlets uh area and they uh their theater is really nice and the last time we went to see a movie um of like superhero quality like there was a decent amount of people that went so yeah it was finally a nice feel compared to what right, i've been dealing exactly. with exactly the other theater so that's what's I'll fun i think it's 
yeah, it's fun to have a good good audience, good good theater to be able to be excited, maybe be emotional, which we know that Guardians is going to be emotional. So I I'm hoping it's fun. I hope it kind of leads more into the MCU, similar to Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania. Hope it makes us excited for the future of of Marvel. So, yeah. Cool. Talk about that next week then. All right, well, I guess that will do it for this episode of the Flavor of the Geek podcast. And Stephen, where can the... You know what? I'm going to do it this week. I'm going to do it this week. <laughs> Stephen, ask me. All right, Matthew. Ask me. <laughs> All right. All right, everybody. I think that'll do it today for this episode of the Flavor of the Geek podcast. Matthew, one question for you. What? Where can the good people find us? Nowhere. Go suck it, good people. I'm just kidding. So You heard it here first, folks. You can't find us anywhere. We don't exist. We're non-existent. You can't find us anywhere. Uh, no, but you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That's where we're mainly. And then uh, we, we're on TikTok sometimes. Uh, sometimes we're traveling to Disney or to Egypt or going skiing and we'll post on TikTok just to go click at our podcast. And then we have an Instagram account where we post news all the time. I'm trying very hard. I'm being very lazy about it, but it's, it's, it's okay. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Uh, we got a Twitter account. So it's all, so it's flavor of the geek. <laughs> it's, you're way better at this, Steven, but flavor of the geek, uh, <laughs> underscore, on Instagram, and then it's Flavor of the Geek on Twitter, Flavor of the Geek on on TikTok, and if you want to email us, you can email us at Flavor of the Geek Pod at hotmail at gmail.com <laughs> flavor of the geek pod at gmail.com and you can ask questions or just tell us we suck, but do it because we love to hear your questions, and that's pretty much it, right, Stephen? yes thank you very much for that one Matthew now that will do it for this episode of the Flavor Thinking Podcast this was episode 58 and remember his name is Matthew his name is Steven and we love love you 3000 Young you with the loop on the highway with a new seals in the coupe on the high tail.